Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was told by Michael O'Kelly in October 2011 when the theme was Fatal Attraction. I went out with a girl for about two and a half years who, I'm not going to use her name because I decided I'd use a fake one. I know I'm going to drop it halfway through because I'll just forget. Alex Bothwell. Um, (laughs) About two and a half years, but it's one of those, you know when you just keep going out with somebody and it's so horrifically wrong in so many ways, but we just kept going out with each other. I wasn't perfect. She was, she was woefully imperfect. But um, on this one occasion, I was supposed to make a film with my best friend the next day. I was starting out making films. And he was supposed to get a very large balloon and a very powerful light bulb. And I was supposed to get a hard drive. I went off and got the hard drive and I phoned him and he went, hello. I was like, you've just woken up, haven't you? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll get the light bulb. You go and get the massive balloon. And I went and got the light bulb and I phoned him and he went, hello. I said, I see. I'll go and get the massive balloon. And I went off to Clapham. I got the massive balloon. It was raining incredibly heavily. I went back up to Victoria Station, and the rain was so heavy. This is about five, six years ago. The Victoria Station was shut, which I've never seen before or, or since. Shut, flooded, as was Charing Cross. And I had a friend working as a researcher in the Houses of Parliament. So I went to go and visit her to have a drink. And drink we did. I had three or four pints with her. You're supposed to always be accompanied when you're in the Houses of Parliament. This was just after the point where those guys had thrown the flower and, you know, they were shutting things down a bit. And I, um, yeah, I, I, I decided to leave. And she said, oh, you can make your own way out. I've been there a lot. So I wandered off on my own and was eventually found about 15 minutes later, sort of drunk, uh, with an unmarked piece of electrical equipment in a plastic bag, a large balloon and a light bulb behind the speaker's chair. Um, so I was arrested uh, <laughs> under suspicion of terrorism. Um, and interviewed in a back room for about three hours. The highlight of the interview, I think, was the guy going, oh, now I don't think you're a terrorist. I think you're an idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that went on for a while, and I had to remove my clothes and things, and it was, it was quite exciting and intimate, in a way. Um, and then I was released that day, so that was good. They didn't follow that up. They, they proved that I was indeed just an idiot. And I got home, and I phoned my friend, and I was supposed to speak to him about organising this film, and I got a phone call from a number I didn't recognise, and the voice said... Are you fucking Alex Bothwell? And I said, well, I, uh, and I really did say this. I was very bumblingly English. I sleep with my girlfriend. I said, who, who are you? And he said, She's my girlfriend. 
And we had this conversation, and basically she'd been going out with this um, man who I probably shouldn't name either, called Bijan. Um, <laughs> for six months, six months she'd been going out with this guy. And he was getting really enraged and going, and she worked in the bar up the road from me in Crystal Palace, going, I'm going to go and confront her anyway, I'm fucking we with her. And I sort of kept interjecting, and I was a bit, you know, obviously shocked and still a bit pissed and a bit, you know, arrested. And I just went, um, well, I, actually, I mean, no, I don't mean to be, like, argue over semantics, but she is technically cheating on me with you. Um, and I'd quite like to be there when my relationship with her ends. And he went, well, I'm fine going there now. And it ended up with us debating this to the point where he gave me a lift. <laughs> and this guy pulled up outside my house in, the, in a red two-seater sports car, I kid you not. And I opened the door to this bald IT programmer. And there he was, paunch and eight, eight, uh, eight ball on the top of his gear shift. And everything became quite clear. And, um, and we had this drive, it was brilliant. He's like, I suppose you want to punch me in the face. I'm like, well, not, not, not really. I mean, well, I have a fucking your girlfriend. I'm like, oh, mate, just, you know, let's just not talk about that. <laughs> It'd be all right. We go into this bar, and he goes in and starts shouting at her, and I'm suddenly realizing I'm in an episode of EastEnders. And like, the bar stops, and like, everyone's like, oh, and there's glasses clinking, and it all goes silent while he's screaming at her up what a whore she is. And you just sort of end up going, oh, how depressing that I'm having this argument in this way. So I was sort of hovering on the periphery of the end of my relationship. Um, went upstairs, the manager got involved, a bit, bit of a fisticuff fight with him and Mr. Potato Head. And you just sort of, uh, yeah, anyway, ended up walking away and saying, I'll see you in the bar when you finish breaking up with him and we can break up in a minute. <laughs> and I just waited for her next door and we went back to mine. And I ended up getting so angry. And I, I never hit a woman, I didn't hit her that night. But uh, I sort of stood up full of rage and punched my wall, not realising that um, it had got severe dry rot. And my entire arm went through the wall and I ended up just stuck in this wall, but pouring blood. And then I had to get her to help me, which is why in my film uh, I have a, a heavily bleeding hand throughout it, um, which ruined the continuity. After that, I only went out with Alex Bothwell two more times. So, <laughs> anyway, thank you. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates. With audio production by Dave Pickering at rethinkdaily.co.uk. You can download Dave's other podcast at gettingbetteracquainted.co.uk. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.